Alrighty, we're at the top of 37b, Lamed Zion Amud Beis, the words Bimai Okemta. Just to refresh our memories, last we spoke, we found two different brisas. One brisa said that we make an alhamichya, in other words, the one in three blessing. Um, I'm sorry, the three in one blessing. Um, and that's what we make after we eat cooked rice. And the other Brysa explained that we actually make a Borei fashos, which is the more generic blessing, which would then mean that we're not treating rice like grain, and that would be the after bracha, the after blessing. So we have two different Brysas, and at this point in time, we want to say that the Brysa that says you do the three-in-one blessing, which would then look at rice as, as, as if it's grain, that is going according to the view of Rabban Gamliel. And then the Brisa, which said you make a Borena Fashos, um, which does not treat rice like grain, that would be going according to the Rabbanon or the sages. So now we're going to ask a question, though, that this cannot be. Bemayo Kimta, how could you explain it that way, that the Brisa, who that says that you need to make an, a three-in-one blessing after cooked rice, um, so, Bamayo Kimta, so how have you explained it? Ki Rabban Gamliel. You've basically explained that that Brisa that says that you have the three in one blessing on rice after rice is going according to Rabban Gamliel. But, Ema Seifa Deresha, but take a look at the end of the first part of that Brisa. The end of the first, the first part of the Brisa says, of that same Brisa says as follows It says, Im Ein Haprusos Kayamos. It says that if you went and you took bread, pieces of bread, and then you cooked them, so you cooked them in some sort of liquid, we said that if the pieces of bread are not still intact, so they've basically become more like a, a, a porridge, then we say, Before you eat it, you should say a mizonos, not a hamotzi, not the bread blessing. Afterwards, you say the three-in-one blessing. Mani, now whose opinion is this? E Rabban Gamliel, if you're going to tell me that this is Rabban Gamliel, that cannot be that it's Rabban Gamliel. Why? Because even on dates and on porridge, Rabban Gamliel said that the after bracha is actually the full three blessings, not even the three-in-one blessing. So, so here, certainly, where the food was made from bread, just the pieces are not intact anymore, it's certainly not going to be correct to say, according to Rabbi Gamliel, that the after-blessing is the three-in-one blessing. It would certainly be the all three blessings, the regular Birkat Amazon. Alapshita Rabbanon, rather, it must be that the first part of that brisa is going according to the sages, which would then mean that the second part of the brisa is going according to the sages, because it doesn't seem to make any sort of indication that they were said by two different people. And if, they were, if that was said by the sages, then you end up having a contradiction again, because that means you have one brisa which says that you need an alhamichya. You need to say the three-in-one blessing after eating cooked rice. Another blessing, another brisa that says you need to say a barena fashos, the more generic after blessing after eating cooked rice. And we can no longer say that one is Rabban Gamliel, one is the Rabbanan, because 
and one is the sages, because the brisa which we, which Rav Sheshis had said is going according to Rambam cannot be going according to Rambam It must be the sages' opinion, which that means we have a contradiction in brisas that needs to be explained in another way. Which we're now going to finish up. We're not, the Gemara is now going to elaborate, like I just said, for just a moment. If so, that you have that this brisa is also going according to the sages, kasha darabanan adarabanan, we then have a contradiction um, in the rulings of the rabbis, because in one brisa they say after cooked rice, you say an alhamichya, you say the three-in-one blessing, like you would for grains, and in the other one they say you make a borein fashos, the more generic blessing, which would not be treating rice like grains. So, eloli olam rabbanan, rather um, it must be, uh, that the both prices could be from the rabbis. Utni gabi ores, and when we talk about rice, and the rabbis said when the prices seems to say that the rabbis say you make a three-in-one blessing, so we're gonna say tni gabi ores. Amend the wording of that first brisa, and teach when it comes to the rice ulebasov that at the end, after eating the rice, you don't say any blessing on it. Meaning, you don't say any version of the three blessings of Birkat Amazon. Rather, you say the Borei Nefashos, the one blessing that is just a very generic blessing. <laughs> and then, you could have that both um, that both Brisas um, end up saying the same thing. And they're both... Um, they are both the reflecting the view of the sages, of the rabbis. Okay, so that is that. Now we go on to a new topic. And now we're going to talk about some blessings of other interesting things that actually have a lot of ramifications. Amar Rava, Rava says, When it comes to Rihata, um, which I guess, which is also some sort of, which is some sort of porridge. Um, so this is the porridge of the villagers. To mafshi bake they add a lot of flour to it. you make a mizonos beforehand. Mizonos um, is the blessing you would make on things that are cooked from grain. My taima, what's the reason you make a mizonos? What's the other option? Just by the way, the other option would be to make a shahakol, which is made, which is a little more generic blessing, which you say on things that are not grain products. Um, and the idea here is that. This is a dish that has tons of honey in it, and the flour is a less important part of the dish. So what blessing do you make? So, my taima, why would you make a mizonos beforehand? Dissamida ikar. It's because the flour is the primary ingredient. Demachosa, the lo mafshi kimcha. However, um, it, when it comes to the porridge of the city people, that they do not put a lot of flour into it. The blessing you make before it is the more generic. You make the shahakol blessing because then there's not as much flour. Uh, my timer, what's the reason you make a shahakol? It's because the honey then becomes the primary ingredient. But then Rava went back and he said, no. Both On both types of porridge, you actually make a mizonos. The Rabu Shmuel, the Amit Shavayu, because both Rab and Shmuel said, 
any dish that ha- that is made from the five species of grain, you make a mazonos on it. So even though the um, the porridge of the city people, even if it doesn't have a lot of flour, because it has flour at all, um, and it's not there just to bind, but rather for the flavor and for the dish to enhance the dish, you would then it becomes the primary ingredient no matter what, and you would therefore make a mazonos on it. Amar of Yosef, Rav Yosef said, Haichavitsa, when it comes to porridge, but this is um this isn't just regular porridge. This is porridge that uh, Rashi explains is made with small pieces of bread. Okay, the ispe poruri kazayis. So we say that if it ha- if its pieces of bread inside of it are the size of a kazayis of an olive, but chilam avari chalav hamotzilech min aretz. So in the Gemara, by the way, in the in the Gemara in general, um, an olive size makes something into a more significant um, into a more significant entity than if it's not an olive size. So I would say that if it is the size of an olive, but chilam then you would the the uh, the before blessing would actually be hamotzi, which is the blessing you make on bread. And at the end, you'd actually make the blessing reserved for, as the after blessing on bread there, but Kadamazon, the three, what um, was a three blessing prayer. The Lespe, Peru, and Kazayas, but if its bread pieces are not the size of an olive, but beforehand you would make a Mazonos, like you do on things made out of grain. And at the end, after eating it, you would make a three-in-one blessing. Again, because it's something that's made out of grain. Okay. And um, and because the the bread pieces are less than a kezayis now, now, now that they're less than an olive size, they're not considered significant. They're not considered pieces of bread. And uh, therefore, you would not make the bread blessings. Amar Vyosef, Vyosef says, Minah, Minah, from where do I know that this is the case? Um, to uh, to uh, that, from where do I know that if the pieces of bread are still an olive size, that you would uh, make a hamotzi, that you would treat it as bread? Titanium, because we learned in a brisa. If someone was standing and bringing flower offerings in Jerusalem. He says a special blessing, because this is the first time he was doing this in quite a while. He says the blessing of Shehechiyanu, which um, thanks God for bringing me to this moment, which is a blessing you say um, before doing something that you haven't done in a while. Um, when the Kohen takes the flower offering to eat it, um, it was the Kohen that would eat the flower offering. The Kohen would be the priest. Um, it was the priest that worked in the temple, and they were the ones that would eat the flower offering. Some would be sac- some of it would be brought up on the altar, and some would be eaten by the Kohen. So now the question is, Before the Kohen eats the flower offering, he would make the blessing of Hamotzi, who brings forth food from the earth, bread from the earth. Um, he would make the Hamotzi, um, obviously treating this flour offering as bread. Vitani Allah, and the Mishnah said with regard to this flour offering, they say that you break 
the 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 mincha. You break the flour offering into pieces the size of an olive. So we see from here that if the bread pieces remain the size of an olive, then the the pre blessing is hamotzi lechamina aretz, the blessing for bread. Amar le'abaye. So Abaye then said el miata, but according to this, litano devei Rabbi Shmuel. According to the um, the teacher of Rabbi Ishmael's academy, who said that when you break apart a flower offering, you actually break it so much to the extent that it returns to its flower state. So again, obviously you have no pieces left that are the size of an olive. So then we would have to conclude that you in those, that situation, the pre-blessing is not hamotzi, because the pieces are no longer the size of an olive. And if you should say, yes, that is the case, that um, in such a situation you do not make a hamotzi, but that can't be, because we learned in Abraisa, if you gathered from all of these little, little pieces of the flower offering, and they add up to the size of an olive, and then you ate them. If it's leavened, and you ate that leaven on Pesach, which you're not allowed to do on Passover, which you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to eat any leavened bread, your punishment is actually going to be pakaris, which is excision, which is a uh, the significant punishment given for eating leaven on Passover. And if the flour offering was actually matzah, it was, it was unleavened bread, you could fulfill your obligation to eat matzah with it on Pesach. So what do we see? We see that, we see that you have fulfilled your obligation to eat matzah on Pesach with this... With this um, collection of these little little pieces of the flour offering that add up to becoming an olive size um, so the conclusion should be is if you can fulfill your mitzvah your obligation to eat matzah to eat unleavened bread on Pesach with such a collection then certainly that gives it a classification as bread and if so um, and if so if you made a collection of these little pieces, even though none of them, it's not one of them on its own was the size of an olive, the conclusion would be that it's still bread and you would need to make a hamotzi on it. So, this seems to um, this seems to be a, a contradiction from the earlier brisa, which said specifically that the pieces need to be on them on their own, the size of an olive, in order to make a hamotzi, in order to make the bread blessing beforehand. So we answer and What are we dealing with in this brisa, where you collect all these small pieces and they add up to an olive and you make a hamotzi beforehand? That's bisha erson. That's where you took all the little pieces. You made it into a dough and then bake them, and now you have a new piece of bread that is the size of an olive, right? So that's where you would make a hamotzi before. But certainly, if you had already baked them, crushed it, you had already baked it, you crushed it all up, 
and now you're trying to just collect little, little pieces and eat them all together, in that scenario, you certainly would not make a hamote beforehand. Ihachi, but if this is the case, that we're talking about a case where these small little bits of the matzah were made into a big matzah, Ema Seifa, look at the end of the b'raisa. The end of that b'raisa says, pras. That this only works, that it this only works um, as far as helping you fulfill your obligation to eat matzah if you ate these small little pieces within a certain time span. The time span it takes to eat a pras, which is a half a loaf of bread, you have to eat it in that t- in that type of time frame. The ibishersan. Now, where the what the Bryce is going to point out is that if we're talking about where you formed them into one dough, and then you made it into one matzah, and then you recooked it and made it into one matzah, when the Bryce says haishachalan, that this is when you eat them which seems to refer to the many different little pieces that you collected, it shouldn't have said when you eat them, because that's not what we're talking about according to what we just suggested. We're actually talking about where you took all these little pieces and baked them into a new piece of bread. So it shouldn't say when you eat them, it should say it should say when you eat it. That's what it should have said. So obviously that's not the right answer. That cannot be the explanation of our brisa. Rather, this is the idea. What are we dealing with here? We're talking about a small piece of bread that comes from a large piece of bread. Meaning the original matzah from which these smaller pieces had been taken still remains an olive size, when in, 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 in the size of an olive. So being that the, the bread that these little pieces come from are still is still the size of an olive. That's what's significant, and therefore, um, therefore, as long as the collection of little bits adds up to an olive size, because the bread that it originally came from is the still the size of an olive and still around, you would still make a hamotzi on it. My havala. Okay, now what is the final halacha? On all everything that we've been discussing. So let's take a look. Amar of Shesha said, Hi Chavitza, when it comes to the Chavitza, which is a porridge that has um, pieces of bread in it, we saw that even though it does not, the bread pieces inside of it are not the size of an olive, we make the blessing beforehand of. Who brings the food from the earth, bread from the earth, which is the Hamosi blessing, which is the blessing we say before bread. Amar Rava, Rava explains, That's only the case, though, if those little pieces of bread still look like bread and not anything else. They still have to look like bread in order to say a Hamosi over it beforehand. Um, okay, let's go a little bit further. Um, now we're going to talk about the laws of Chala. So whenever you make dough, a certain amount of dough for bread, you take some of that dough and you are actually supposed to give it to a Kohen, to a priest. We don't do that anymore. So instead we make a blessing and we burn that dough. But the idea was, is that this was a gift to a Kohen, this is a gift to the priest. So now we're going to talk about what is considered bread insofar as having the obligation to give the priestly gift of chala. Chokanin chayavim b'chala. Chokanin are obligated in chala. What are chokanin? 
Um, one second, we'll talk about it in just a moment. Ravin Amr When Ravin came um, to Babylonia, he would say the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Shokan in Petur Minachal, that Shokanin are actually exempt from the obligation of Chala. Okay, my Shokanin. Now, what exactly is Shokanin? Amr Abayabai says it's Kuva Da'ara. It's Kuva that's made in the ground. What's Kuva that's made in the ground? Basically, um, you would have a hole in your, um, like a, a, a hole dug into your oven, and you would pour the flour and the water into that hole. Um, and that is how the bread would bake. The bread would bake in that. He says that Trisa is exempt from Chala. My Trisa, what is Trisa? Some say that it's scalded batter or scalded dough. Right, so basically, you know, you would pour that into, it was like a dough that you would pour into like a frying pan. And some say it refers to Indian bread. Um, so uh, this is a type of dough that is baked on a spit. Um, and then it would constantly be smeared with some sort of liquidy substance, whether it be oil or eggs. Um, and some say Teresa is actually the type of bread that you would use for kutach. Kutach was a dip, a dip made of um, old milk, like sour milk, moldy bread, and uh, salt. And when you the bread that was used for kutach wasn't baked in an oven, it was actually baked in the sun. Taner Bichir Bichir says, Lechem Asil Kutach Batuminchal. And we have a similar opinion that bread that was made for Kutach is exempt from Chala. But wait a minute, didn't we learn in a Brisa, Chayav Bechala, that it's actually obligated in Chala? So we say, Hasam Kirikitani Taima. There, the bread that was made for Kutach that is obligated in Chala was for a different reason. Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda says, My Sam Ochichanaleha. The manner in which it's made. Proves what it is. Asa'an, if you made the kutach bread, ke'avin, if you made it in the shape of rolls of bread, chayavin, then it's going to be subject to chala because then it looks like bread and that's the intention. Ke'limudin, but if you made it look more like um, limudin, which are actually just boards, then it doesn't look like bread. Peturim, and they are going to be exempt from chala. Okay, we will stop here for today. We had some very interesting conversations. We continued to talk about the blessing you make before eating, uh, I'm sorry, after eating cooked rice. And then we spoke about the blessing that is made on, and we seem to have concluded that the sages in both brises would, that it, the, the sages feel that you make a shahako after eating cooked rice. Then we went into different types of porridges where we talked about the flour versus the honey. And even when the flour isn't the main ingredient, it probably become, is considered the primary ingredient. Then we talked about um, bread pieces in a dish that are more or less than a kazayas, uh, the size of an olive, and what the ramifications there would be. Um, and then we spoke about the... And then basically we spoke about the laws of challah, for when it comes to different types of bread. Have a great day.